Welcome to AI Arthritis Voices 360, the podcast solving today's most pressing issues in the AI arthritis community. We invite you all to the table, where together we face the daily challenges of autoimmune and autoinflammatory arthritis. Every Sunday, join our fellow patient co-hosts as they lead discussions in the patient community, as well as consult with stakeholders worldwide to solve the problems that matter most. Whether you are a loved one, a professional working in the field, or a person diagnosed with an AI arthritis disease, this podcast is for you. So pull up a chair and take a seat at the table. And welcome to our International Foundation for Autoimmune and Autoinflammatory Arthritis, or AI Arthritis for short, our Auto Ball. And I'm going to say before we get too far into this, my internet is deciding to be a little testy today. So if I pop out, the other ladies are going to are going to hold hold down the fort till I come back. <laughs> so who do I have with me here? Well, first of all, my name is Tiffany Westridge Robertson, and I am the CEO of AI Arthritis, and I'm also a person living with non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis and a few other things we'll throw in there. And who do I have here? I'm going to introduce first Miss Tammy Kesky brown She because she is one of the originals. So hi, Tammy. Hi, everybody. I also, I have uh, rheumatoid arthritis and a few other things. Uh, happy to be here. Glad to see everybody joining us. Okay. And so Tammy was one of the original co-founders, and we have Kelly as well. And Kelly started with us um, from the beginning, but now a co-founder uh, when we went to a foundation. Kelly. Hi, Kelly Conway. I am live right now in Philadelphia. I do have rheumatoid arthritis and several other things, and um, I'm happy to be here. I wish we were all in St. Louis right now, but unfortunately, we roll with the punches. So we are being flexible with our auto ball. <laughs> So, Liz Kelly said, now I am in St. Louis, and that is where we are headquartered. A little bit about what was going on here with the auto ball. So, we had decided as an organization that in 2020, which is makes us nine years old, we were going to strategically build our organization so that we could reach more people who are li- the 450 million, to be exact, um, estimated people who are living with autoimmune diseases or autoinflammatory diseases that include arthritis as a major clinical component worldwide. Well, to do that, we thought we're going to set up some programs, including this podcast, which is called AI Arthritis Voices 360, and some other things, and go offline for the first time. So everything we've been doing has been online. So we set up a event, a gala called the Auto Ball in St. Louis, Missouri at the National Museum of Transportation. And COVID-19 decided that that wasn't going to (laughs) happen. So we had to go back online. So we know that the irony um, is not know that it has not been lost on us. During the Auto Ball, we were going to have Tammy and Kelly joining us along with some other people living with the diseases, our honorary chair, Angela Durazo, race car driver and actress and person who lives with rheumatoid arthritis. And she'll be popping in at some point over the next four days to say hello and tell us her story. And uh, I want to turn this over because I don't want to dominate the conversation here. I'd like to turn this over to Tammy. She's going, oh, no. Oh, no. You're now you're doing this to me. Tam- Tammy's our lit. Tammy's is, is is our little. It's so little. I say she. I could put her in my pocket. I say that all the time. She. She's. She's real. Come on. Sweet. She can fit in a suitcase, not a pocket. She can't fit in a. Don't suitcase, exaggerate. For sure. Um, so Tammy, I'd like to start with you because you were there from the very beginning as a co-founder. Yeah. And I just want wanted to know if you could just tell everybody a little bit about how you know your contribution, how we started with the organization just so people know a little bit about us from my perspective it was uh, it was a very interesting run i mm. i uh, got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and it was very uh, it was a very scary thing at that time it was around 2009 
And it was a time in my life where I was struggling to stay at work. I was having a really hard time. And there wasn't much information out there at that time, especially for people of my age who were trying to stay at work. There weren't social media outlets. You, you couldn't just go on Facebook and things and talk to other people about what was going on with you. But I, I was lucky enough to find a couple forums through, I can't even remember what group it was, but there were a couple support groups I located online. And through one of those support groups, Tiffany had made a post that she was also in this same situation and she was very frustrated and she was looking for information, didn't know what to do, but she felt that there needed to be more out there. There needed to be more awareness. There needed to be more education. Um, something needed to be done about this. And I was like, I am so with you. So I <laughs> emailed her and I said, I feel exactly what you're feeling and I, I'm with you. If you want to do something about this, I'm there. Let Use me. And apparently some other people had told her the same thing. So she kind of got a group of us together and we started a, a grassroots campaign. And from that, there was just so much. It just grew like uh, I don't even know the word. It just grew and grew. It and grew snowballed. And grew. It just it 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 auto balled. <laughs> exactly. It snowballed into the auto ball. And that's what happened. Exactly. I can't say because anything else on that. Go ahead. There was just so much of a need. It was obvious that there was so much of a need for this information. It, it, people were just so thirsty for this, and so. Tiffany and I, and then Kelly joined in, it, it was obvious that we needed to do more. And uh, after a couple years, we decided that it needed to become a foundation. Good intro. <laughs> so, so what, what Tammy was referring to uh, was in the very beginning and being frustrated. And I think a lot of us can, can relate if you're living with these diseases, the mystery patient is not something that is is unfamiliar to most. And I also was a mystery patient. And when I was originally diagnosed, if you heard in the beginning, I said, I'm now diagnosed with non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis. But that wasn't my original diagnosis. I, when we started this, I was rheumatoid arthritis. And mm -hmm. um, like many of us, our diagnoses tend to change over time. Sometimes we, we get additional diagnoses, but um, other times it just wasn't the correct diagnosis in the first place. And right. so, um, it was rheumatoid arthritis and I was frustrated because nobody seemed to understand nobody, meaning the public didn't seem to understand that what I had was a full body serious disease. They kept hearing the word arthritis and saying, Oh, I have that too. in my knee, you know, thing. so we decide, so I had decided I was going to create a bracelet. It was a buckle. And it was called the Buckle Me Up movement. Mm -hmm. And it was a leather cuff that um, signified kind of a young, trendy, that you didn't have to be a, a certain age to have our type of arthritis. And then the idea was you also, it's okay to ask people to, for help. So you could ask them to help buckle, buckle you up. And um, that's actually how I met Kelly, right, mm -hmm. Kelly? Exactly. <laughs> so that's how <laughs> Kelly came into the picture. All right. Well, mine is a little uh, different because I wasn't an original founder of the Buckle Me Up movement, but I was a volunteer. So how I came across it is uh, I was reading a lot of blogs and I came across a woman named Jody McKee who was taking portraits of people living with various types of arthritis or chronic illness, like autoimmune diseases mainly. And on her blog page, there was an ad for the bracelet. So I ordered it. And then like literally maybe three weeks later, I got a friend request from Tiffany and I was like, is this the bracelet lady? I was a little like, <laughs> you know, who is this? But again, like Tammy was saying, I was, I started getting sick in around 2002. I had symptoms since I was 14, but at 2002, I started getting, it was very serious at that point, point that it wasn't going away and 
again, I felt very isolated, isolated right. from my friends, isolated from my family. So at the time, exactly. th- that's when um, the internet was around. And again, we didn't have Google at that point, but the internet's a scary place when you get diagnosed because, you know, you're going to die by the time you get up, by the time you log off with all the things that you could potentially have. So social media started and that's when Tiffany and I became friends. And so I participated in the buckle me up movement for years. And then we became the autoimmune arthritis movement. Uh, and that was with Tammy, Tiffany and Amanda John. And once I think it was 2014, do we roll over into the foundation? I believe 13, 13. I didn't think that sounded right. So 2013, uh, they, the three of them asked me to come on board as one of the co-founders and I was happy to do that. So I'm still here and I think we're still doing really great work and absolutely. Yeah. And I think that the main thing was providing a platform that isn't going to scare the pants off of you with everything you read, but gives you quality research-based information about your disease along with having people letting you know you're not alone. And I think that's a really important thing that our our organization does for people. So speaking of that, (laughs) so our, so as we evolved, one of the reasons we started the organization was because we were having conversations and we realized this need, as Tammy said. So what happened with the bracelets were I started talking to the people who ordered them. And I mean, orders were coming from all over the world. I was sending them to New Zealand, Australia, Ireland, uh, India, Canada. Uh, It was really pretty amazing. And with those, I would either send an email to thank them for the order, or I guess find them on Facebook, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Tiff, Tiff, when you're saying this, I mean, I think that was the thing that hit me and I'm sure it hit Tammy and it hit everybody that was doing this. We all felt alone. And to know somebody's making a bracelet to say, Hey, you know, wear this. Cause you might, it was, it was actually kind of, I don't want to say the word exciting, but it was comforting knowing I'm not alone. Because it, it is was. a very lonely feeling. Right. It's a very and lonely like, feeling. Like you all said, it was the first time, fa- this was 2009, so it was when Facebook first came about. And so we, uh, I started hearing the stories from all of these people living with those diseases, rheumatoid arthritis, psoriatic arthritis, Stills disease, Sjogren's syndrome, juvenile arthritis, spondyloarthritis. And the one thing that kept standing out is it did not matter what the diagnosis was, because originally this was for rheumatoid arthritis, because that's what I had been diagnosed with. But then we realized wait a minute, it did not matter which diagnosis you had. We all have the auto features. So on autoimmune mm-hmm. diseases uh, and auto-inflammatory diseases, two sides of the immune system, we'll make sure that we post um, one of our AI Arthritis Voices 360 shows just on that so you can learn more about it. You'll be able to find that. But they had the, some of the same overlying features. So you definitely yeah. have fatigue. And that's on both of them. Varying degree of fever is often very common. Uh, Myalgia or feeling very flu-like. And all of these are these auto features of the immune system. But the connecting dots that made us the same was the arthritic component. And so we realized there's over 100 autoimmune and autoinflammatory diseases, but only a handful have arthritis as a major clinical component early at onset. And if we could create an organization that only focused on those diseases, then we could potentially expedite detection, referrals, diagnosis, and then in turn, better quality of life, higher rates of remission, less disability. So that was sort of our founding equation, if you will. And then, of course, the second one was to bring more awareness to our diseases and education that our arthritis is different than the other types of arthritis. So differentiating arthritis types was the second. And then the third was we realized we did this through communication, conversations, literally talking to each other. We real we made that observation and that aha moment. So we said the patient voice must be an equal represented voice alongside all other stakeholders if we're ever really going to solve the problems around education, advocacy, and research. And that became our mission. So people say, what do you do? 
And why are you different? The reason that we're different and what we do is we are people living with these diseases who lead the organization. We use our backgrounds in business and education to facilitate conversations between a global pool of patients and other stakeholders, making sure that we enable all people living with these diseases, regardless of geography, disease limitations, or prior advocacy experience, to have a seat at the table as equals alongside other stakeholders to impact education, advocacy, and research. So that's how we are different. The second component of our mission is we always do it as a team. So we have what we call a global network philosophy. And that means that once we identify a problem, we look out to other stakeholders. It, often it's other nonprofits, other doctors, researchers, other patients. And we pull this team together and say, who's the best to solve this problem? And then we solve it together. So that was sort of how we found it and, and realized that, that this was our niche. This, was, this is how, how we would do it. And then I also just wanted to add, because the reason we did this auto ball, as I started in the beginning, was we decided in 2020, we were taking it offline. <laughs> so as you can see, <laughs> we did all of this for the last, since 2009, successfully online. And the main reason we had it online was because we knew that people living with our diseases needed the flexibility to volunteer because we were predominantly all volunteer at one point. We do have employees now, but people could participate and volunteer when they felt best. Right. And and so it was very flair friendly. And we're also international. So we thought if we can be online, then we are enabling people to contribute from their sofas. We like to say, change the world from your sofa. Like Kelly, are you on your sofa? I am on my sofa because my computer's too old for a virtual background. So <laughs> I am on my sofa changing the world. There you go. And I have to apologize. My cat, since being home and working from home, my cat thinks that he is my co-host on all Zoom meetings. So if you hear a little, it's me pushing him away because he keeps grabbing the microphone. So I apologize. He was not originally <laughs> invited to the ball. So he's very excited he's here. That's that's funny. Okay. So yeah, we th we said we're going to need, we're going to need to have a, a platform where we can, we are open 24-7. We never close. And that way, no matter what holidays you celebrate or do not, or if you are up in the middle of the night or not, or you're on the other side of the world, you can participate whenever you feel best. And so that was our platform this whole time. But we realized in order to truly reach all voices, because all if we're going to have all people at the table to solve problems, those solutions have to be valuable to all people. And while we know as, pa as people who have been patient advocates and been research liaisons, we've been at, at fly-ins and, you know, talk to legislators. We've, um, we've, we've been those at advisory panels speaking at conferences. We've done those things. And we know that we are still limited in our perceptions, our perspectives, and our experiences. For example, I've never had a joint replacement how could I possibly speak on behalf of people who have, right? And so I'm not, I'm not a male. You know, I'm not a person who has certain comorbidities. So we need to have all people at the table. And we decided not all people are online. So we created a couple different programs, one being this podcast. Kelly, you're a co-host. So how many co-hosts do we have? Oh, I'm not geez. sure. We have a lot. We have quite a few. Over and I a dozen, think I think. And I think what is most important, like Tiffany said, it's people with varying perspectives. So again, I am somebody for years, and I think I'm not the only person, felt like a hypochondriac because I could never get a specific diagnosis. Or to put me on one medication, they said I had psoriatic arthritis, to put me on another, you know, I had inflammatory arthritis, and now they're saying I have rheumatoid arthritis. So- I felt like a faker because when people would ask me, I, 
you know, well, what do you mean you don't know what you have? Well, it's kind of complicated. So I think I can speak from that perspective because I'm as confused as everybody else. But, you know, we have uh, male co-hosts. We have co-hosts that live with other comorbidities, you know, like diabetes or heart issues or, you know, all kinds of things, having multiple autoimmune arthritis diseases who've had, you know, joint fusions, who've, who've gone through foot reconstructions. We've had people who can really lend a voice to what a newer patient or a patient who maybe doesn't know anybody else who has a disease like this can say, oh, geez, okay, well, that's good. Because you don't, I mean, honestly, we all value what our doctors say, but when you can hear from another patient who said, listen, I went through this and I'm telling you, do the PT. It's going to really hurt, but if you don't do it, you're not going to get your mobility back. So being mm-hmm. able to talk to somebody that understands or hearing from them, I think is really important. And I think we've covered a lot of really important topics. And I think my favorite has been our roomy rounds. I think that they have been really incredible in listening to not a disparity between what the doctors expect and what the patients expect, but we definitely learned in that it's not quite the same. So what their goal is and what our goal is in a meeting or or not a meeting, but an appointment would be potentially very different. And I think that was very enlightening to me. And again, some people feel rushed when they go to the doctor. Some people feel like the doctors aren't listening. And I think that answered my question with, wow, well, they have certain things that they are checking off to try and provide the best care for us. And it doesn't always match with, oh, you know, my brain fog is so bad. Because again, and I had spoken about this previously, I've written about it in my blog. I had a rheumatologist say to me, can you explain what brain fog is? Patients mention it, but I have no idea what it is. And I was like, oh, well, okay. Well, and then I was like, well, how do I explain it? And I felt like saying your confusion as to what it is, is the confusion I feel about 70% of my day where I have a hard time organizing my thoughts. I have a hard time you know, staying on track in conversations and it's something you have to work on. So I think listening to that podcast, even though I participated in one of them, even when I listened back, I learned more stuff. So I think the topics that we're hitting, I think, you know, I personally, I've done one about pets and the virus. We've had so many things. And I think, you know, we've had people talk about working now with the pandemic. We've had people talk about working with our diseases. I think we've covered a lot of topics. It's amazing. It's amazing. And, you know, the thing is, is I think the, the longer we go, I would really love for us to just break out and even do more, even doing, I think one that would be really interesting. And I don't know if this is the right place to promote it, but I would love to do one with friends and family and get their perspective on what it was like for them along the journey with me. So I think that would be an interesting one to talk about. So again, I think our families and friends and patients benefit, not just patients. Yeah, yeah that that's a really good point. Now, Tammy actually retired last year. Yeah. So she hasn't been as involved, but she's still our cheerleader. Yeah, she is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've- now, now, one of just to just as a side note, two p.m. Eastern time. So, in, just in a couple hours here. We are talking about roomy rounds. Well, Dr. Kim, Dr. Al Kim will be here live on Facebook. So we are, (laughs) he is. So we are going to do another live and we're going to start on our tracks to bring you onto the auto ball so that you can learn everything we do as an organization. So by the time this is over, there should be no questions. What does (laughs) AI arthritis do? Well, you're going to know. So one of the things that, and we're going to be joined by Suze Schrant. She is with Expect. It's a new company with uh, Elevating the Patient Voice that she has started. She is also with a couple other patient organizations, um, formerly with the Arthritis Foundation. Holla to them. We love the Arthritis Foundation. And they're actually doing a walk today, a virtual walk. So make sure you head over to their Facebook page because I know that they're doing that. That's what I mean by global network. We like to be friends with everyone. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, um, there's, so there's no competition here. There's no it's, competition. No. It's all about uniting. But Roomy Rounds was an idea started by myself and Dr. Kim, who was actually my rheumatologist. And uh, we were talking about the socioeconomic impact of different demographics and expectations of going into the office. And we realized 
that there really needs to be a show. So we're starting a separate pilot series called Roomy Rounds, and it is bringing patients and rheumatologists to the tables as equals, which is our mission, which I mentioned before, as equals to talk about important topics that may not be, that are not discussed as a patient rheumatologist dynamic. So solving problems and based on communication is one huge one <laughs> that we're, we're talking about. And the one actually Kelly in a, in a follow-up episode, Dr. Kim did say to me that after participating in roomy rounds, he has changed the way that he practices because he learned from us. Oh, wow. That was, I know I said, I'm going to quote you on that. <laughs> yeah. And that's a huge thing. And, and I think, you know, it's not an us versus them, you know, and I think yeah. sometimes I think the thing that, like we were saying, a rheumatologist I went to Washington, D.C. with in September, he just really moved to Philadelphia. He said, after being in his practice, not even a year, it's already a six-month wait to get in to see him. So imagine you're a patient who's trying to find treatment and you're living in pain for six months. Yeah. You don't have patience to wait any longer. I remember my first rheumatologist saying to me, this medication will, you know, in about six weeks, it will take effect. And I literally counted down to six weeks in the day and I still didn't feel better. And I called, I'm like, I don't feel better. <laughs> and I think yeah. she thought I was crazy and I couldn't understand why she didn't. I'm like, it's been six weeks. I don't feel better. So yeah. I think it's just a disconnect with communication. And I think that's partly, you know, they're running a business. That's part of it. They have to get people in and out. And I think it's also the education piece, which I also think is an important thing that our organization does for people is, you know, that education piece so that we understand. But I think that's a valuable thing that Dr. Kim, who is a very world-renowned rheumatologist, would actually say, we learned from you, which is huge. And it's a huge compliment. It's, it's a huge testimony. And, and, and speaking of testimony, something that you'll see, I'm going to go over here in a minute that the things that you'll participate in and see in the auto ball. But first of all, I just saw in the comments, I wanted to, to give a shout out to Murda. <laughs> she, there she is. Murda. She is, um, she is the, she leads the American Bichette's disease association. And so she and so that just shows you again, when I say global network and being friends, we mean it. We I mean, that that was that's cool that she's on here watching. So you had to give a shout out to her. One of the things that uh, before I go into the things that people are going to learn here, I wanted to sort of ask testimonies. One of the things we're going to be doing throughout this is asking people, how have we as an organization impacted you, affected you? And we'll be asking you to participate in, in sharing your stories as well. But I'd like to ask both of you how being part of this has impacted your life and the value that you think we bring to the table. Who wants to start? Well, <laughs> I mean, I could say what I tell people all the time is I didn't grow up wanting to be a patient advocate. You know, none of us go to school for that. There's no college program. There's no technical training. You know, I never wanted to do this, but the one thing that always motivated me was I felt alone. And if my yeah. experiences could help other people, then I didn't go through it for nothing. And right. I think that is, that was really what I learned. And I learned that my voice, even though some people that are friends with me, be like, oh, stop talking. I think my voice and the fact that I'm a little bit tenacious with trying to make change for a positive outcome, it was powerful. And I didn't know that could be, I didn't know I had that power. And it's not an ego trip. It's just, what can I do so that when somebody maybe 20 years from now gets diagnosed, that they're ahead of where I am? Because I grew up, my, my Aunt Shirley, who I think is watching, and my next door neighbor, Mrs. Oliveri, who I might tag in this later, I grew up watching them with rheumatoid arthritis. So when I was diagnosed, I was scared. And knowing how severe their symptoms were when I was a kid, I know now that the medication I take really does work. I am, for the first time in my life, I am almost pain-free, which I've never thought I'd be able to say, ever. So I think for me, the impact that this has had on my life is that you know, once I retire from my career, this is what I want to do full time. I want to help other people and I want to 
make sure that we're making positive changes and not falling into, you know, just being, I think sometimes patients are seen as complainers, unfortunately, and not complaining, but being proactive in getting other patients what we need and being considered stakeholders, which I think is an important piece. And plus making friends who also live with diseases like I do. I know at any time I can contact Tiffany or Tammy or even Amanda and say, oh my gosh, like I can barely get out of bed today. Because again, although I'm not living in a lot of pain, I still have symptoms of the disease. Mm -hmm. It's not that the disease is gone. And I, it's nice to know that people understand that because a lot of people do not, they don't understand. So that's how it's impacted me. Yeah. I'm going to add to that. I have made some of the best friends in my life because Mm -hmm. of having these diseases, including both of you. And, you know, shout out to Therese and to Deb and, you know, others that if I didn't have this would never be in my life. And and so I think that in in addition to reaching out to the other co-founders along the way, I mean, there are dozens of volunteers that we have had with our organization that we call each other family. We don't even, it's not, we always say it doesn't matter if you're the the newest volunteer or the CEO, you matter, your voice matters as much as you want to give and, and have a voice. We have a platform for you and, and it's, and we, we definitely treat everyone like family with respect. So I wanted to throw that in there. Tammy, what, what would you like to to say to everyone? I think the best way for me to, to describe it is probably with some examples. First, for people who don't know me, Tiffany and Kelly will probably back me up here by saying that I have always been the more timid and quiet of the group. And this... And just doing Unless this there are today. margaritas around, then she's not as timid and quiet, but that's another, that's for another, that's for another episode. That's for another show. day. <laughs> but just doing this here today, just being on camera today, this is so intimidating to me. I'm not a camera person. I, I this is really hard for me. So just finding the, the group of people to when we first found each other and started the group, being able to advocate for other people and help other people as well as myself. That was wonderful. That was, that was a whole thing in itself so that other people didn't have to follow in my footsteps. That was a whole thing in itself. But there was another thing behind that. And that was, as I was being diagnosed, when I was, as Tiffany said, the mystery patient, I was working and I was trying to stay employed. And my first rheumatologist was not what you would call the most empathetic. And he didn't have the best bedside manner. And I didn't understand what was going on with me, even as I was being diagnosed. And I didn't know anything about the disease. I kept coming into him. He's giving me these medications. And I kept coming into him as I'm trying to go to work. I'm falling asleep, driving back and forth to work. I drove off the road several times. I'm throwing up at work. I had to drive off the road to throw up beside the road. I'm I type a lot at work, so I would come into work and my ha- my hands look like Mickey Mouse hands. And so I kept telling him, look, I need more help. I can't keep working like this. I, I, this is this is not enough. This You've got to do something. And his response to me was to shrug his shoulders and say, you've got rheumatoid arthritis. And I just I just cried. I cried all the way home. And to me, it was things like that. I was too timid. I should have stood my ground. And I didn't. And I didn't have a voice. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know enough about the disease. And I didn't know how to have a patient voice. I didn't have the education and I was too timid to be involved in decision making. So 
being a part of this organization has taught me how important it is to be involved with my own treatment, to be educated in my disease so that I can be involved in the decision-making, and it has taught me how important the patient voice is. So that is, is important to me, as important as advocating for others, I think, too. There's just so many things that it has taught me and so many um, things that has given me. And there's so many more, but of course, we don't have time to talk about them all. <laughs> well, we sure appreciate that. And you know, we love you, Tammy. Oh, I love everybody. You guys really, you all are family. And it's very hard for me this past few years, you guys know, with I've had health issues and family issues with my parents. And it has been very hard for me to step back. But do you guys know, just I am the biggest cheerleader and watching everything that is going on and watching everything grow is the best thing to happen. And this organization needs to keep growing because it is so needed. Patients need this. We all need this. And people need to know. People need to understand that. Your story really does inspire a lot of people. So never forget that you're, I mean, and when you said, you know, you didn't know enough to ask the questions, I, how many, how many people have we talked to said the same thing? You know, yeah. how many of us have sat with doctors that said, well, yeah, have rheumatoid arthritis or even better. Oh, there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah, exactly. Well, well how come I have every joint in my body is swollen? What do you mean? Right. There's not? I don't know. What do you mean right. you don't know? Like how, how, Like you know, so I think that's the other thing, finding a doctor that listens and it's not, right. I didn't want a diagnosis. And I think that's what people don't understand. Like we don't go to multiple doctors because we want to hear what we want to hear. We go right. to multiple doctors because we want to get better. Exactly. You know, it, it's definitely a journey and it's nice to know you're not alone. That's always my key thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And we do, we do have um, volunteers that, you know, will come and go. We have volunteers that, that also volunteer with other organizations. Uh, this year, we actually had two of our originals come back, which it speaks volumes because again, we're nine. <laughs> and so next year, our 10th year will be in person. That's the plan. That's the yes. plan. And, and I'm going to circle back to that, to that number 10 here in a second, but I wanted to just add kind of what I'm thankful for and, and what I, I see as, as valuable. You know, we have, have definitely worked hard to build this global network. And, and if you're just tuning in, the global network is our outreach, not just to other patients, to other stakeholders, anybody who needs to be in the conversation to solve problems that impact education, advocacy, and research. So that is often other organizations it is doctors, it could be nurses, it could be researchers. If they are part of, a, if they have a part in any <laughs> equation, then they need to be at the table because that's how you solve problems. And that's my personal background in business is business development and problem solving. I connect the dots. I'm very good at project management. And so that's kind of what I decided it would be good to, to bring to the table here at our organization. But what I, I think back to the beginning, and I already mentioned being a mystery patient, and some of, well, you're going to hear this a lot as we share our stories throughout the week. And you'll hear, and we invite you to also share your stories because it is by sharing and speaking that we identify the big issues and able to solve the problems because we believe the patient voice is the missing link here. So that's how we have to hear each other and be those equal stakeholders at the table. I also cried, like Tammy said. It took me almost two years to get a diagnosis. And we'll link back to some other podcast shows. I said, we've done almost, I think, 50 now. Some of them are mini, some of them wow. are longer. But we have several where, like, Kelly and I have talked about our, our onset stories. So I'll link you to that so that you, you can hear that. But this all came from all of us, like a combustion of frustration. <laughs> That just yep. said enough is enough. And I went 
And they kept saying, nothing's wrong with you. I, I've always had negative labs, meaning blood work. I've yeah. always had negative imagery. Always. I have never once had elevated inflammation in my blood. They always say, you're beautiful. And I'm like, oh, thank you. No. They <laughs> 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 say your blood work is beautiful. And um, it's just... It's so frustrating, especially because our diseases are invisible, meaning right. they start from the immune system and the pain and the and the fatigue and all of the things that we're feeling at onset don't necessarily show to the outside world, maybe ever. But if they don't show in your blood work and your images, then it's very difficult for a doctor to believe anything's wrong with you. And that, right. and we will circle back with that over time with our Rumi Rounds episodes with Dr. Kim and other rheumatologists around the world as we open up that dialogue and conversation. But I remember I had, I was about a year and a half in, and I was so sure I was going to have something, some kind of diagnosis. And I'd like to kind of also play on what Kelly said. It wasn't that, it is that I wanted to have a name to something. It's important to have that identity of some sort, but it was more that you need to know what you have. And one of the frustrations was for me, I needed treatment. So it was more than a name. It was, I need to know how to not feel this way anymore. By the time I got diagnosed, I had tw over 20 locations in my body that were impacted. I was sleeping for 16 hours a day. I was running a low-grade fever for four and a half weeks, and I was, I literally was a shell of a person. I like to think I have a lot of energy, but whew, nope, <laughs> not then. And it was devastating when going to that first rheumatologist and having her say, I'm going to wait and watch you get worse because I don't know what it is that you have yet. I cried. I went in my car and I cried, and I remember calling my parents, and my dad says, you know, well, what is it? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> and they felt helpless because they knew how how much I was suffering. So that initial undifferentiated disease or undifferentiated connective tissue disease is what she had called it. She said she couldn't treat me with anything, which I know now because of being educated that that is incorrect. And she let me get worse which is another reason why at our organization, we focus very strongly on undifferentiated, which means those early times before you have an actual diagnosis, and you may always stay at undifferentiated, meaning they're not quite sure nothing has fully developed in one way or the other to signal a complete diagnosis. So we, we are champions for people who are in that phase and who remain in that phase. That That's something that really... I think we are powerful in and I'm very proud of because we focus on that more so, in my opinion, than any of the other organizations because we've lived it. Yes. And we know yep. how frustrating that is to be in that phase or when a diagnosis gets taken away from you, which has also happened to me. And I mean, we could go, you could see, we could talk for hours and hours. But the point is, is we be, by listening to each other speaking, not just the three of us, all of you all over the world, yeah. <laughs> we are able to, this is how we've identified these issues. So we know that when a patient changes rheumatologist, your diagnosis may go away. You know, it's interesting. I don't know if you guys remember years ago, my doctor took away the RA diagnosis and said I had inflammatory arthritis. And I remember yes. sending you guys a message and said, oh my gosh, they're telling me I don't have the autoimmune. So do I have to leave the group? And now our name is autoimmune yeah. and autoinflammatory, but it's a scary thing because well, it becomes your identity, even though you don't want it to be. Right, right, right. The inflammatory part of that is what we have a whole list now that falls under undifferentiated disease. So essentially, they they will put you back to this undifferentiated disease. Um, the inflammatory in the name is actually for the autoinflammatory diseases, with which are the other side of the immune system, which again, we have a whole podcast that so we'll share that we've mentioned it a few times. So, But I just want to say thank you to everybody who has supported us along the way. There's been a lot of ups and downs on this road. There We're have still been moments that... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> We're still ticking away. We're still ticking. Right. There have been moments along the line where 
I've had conversations with these ladies and and said, I don't know if we're going to make it another year. And and then here we have the auto ball that we were supposed to be our big fundraiser for the year. And it gets canceled because of COVID and we go back online. But we said, you know what? We've been here before and we do hope that you'll consider sending any donations throughout this week. We certainly will appreciate it. We're accepting pledges, kind of like a telethon, if you're familiar with those. We also (laughs) will be talking about some programs that we're doing and ones that are in the works. So if you're a company or somebody who just says, I'm really passionate about that, you'd like to sponsor and support any of the work we do personally and put your name on it, we're all ears. We, we, We are all ears. So a little bit about what to expect. We need to start wrapping it up here because we have another one coming up in an hour. And then we're and then we're not live anymore uh, during the day. And why is that? Because we're patients. <laughs> we can only do so much <laughs> a day. And that that leads me to the first thing. All right. I have a lot of these. I have all kinds. So you're going to see my different symbols. But this one right here, we have different tracks. So we have, I believe it's six different tracks, and each one has a different subject that we cover at our organization. For example, differentiating arthritis types. The next uh, live that we will be doing here at 2 p.m. Eastern time, which is an hour from right now, is going to be with Dr. Alfred Kim from Washington University, who is also part of our Rumi Rounds, and with Suze Schrant. And she is a person who was originally diagnosed with uh, juvenile idiopathic arthritis, um, now an adult and doing amazing things in the community. And we're going to be talking about differentiating arthritis types and why it's important. That is track one. So the six different tracks fall under the six main things that we cover as an organization. And then many conversations will break out from those. Now, where does this come in? (laughs) So if you see this in any of our live episodes, it is a learning moment. And if you collect the learning moments and at the end of our auto ball, this was Kelly's idea, actually, somewhere here. (laughs) If you collect, if you collect, the information that is part of this by the end, then you can submit it and we will do raffles for winning some organization merchandise. So just a little fun way of teaching people a little bit more about our diseases. So first learning moment is why are these all spread out? (laughs) Why are we not having the auto ball? Uh, and, And just in four hour time, like we would in real life? Well, We are people living with these diseases and we have a lot to say. We're going to take, if we're going to be having this globally, then we don't need to just focus on one city to reach out to companies and let's do it. If we do it, we're going to do it big. So we are people living with these diseases. We need to rest. Part of the issue with us and why we we are comparing it to automobiles is because these are full body diseases and we run out of energy quickly. The number one symptom is fatigue. And so it doesn't matter what your diagnosis is. That is an autoimmune or an auto-inflammatory immune system feature that is, is relevant. So we need to conserve our energy. So we're spreading it out. Okay. So that's why. (laughs) Learning moment number one. All right. Fatigue, number one system. We're spreading this out because we're people living with these diseases. We need to conserve our energy so that we can do everything that we want to do. It ends on the 20th. So that is Wednesday. And why does it end on Wednesday? Well, it ends on Wednesday because that is World Autoimmune and Autoinflammatory Arthritis Day. The very first initiative we ever did as an organization. That was Tammy's baby by the way. Yes, it was. For a long time. And gathered people and. We have Tammy to thank a lot for really getting us the global network of organizations. She reached out to everybody and she is so well thought of Tammy by so many organizations around the world, around the world. Still mention you. All the time. Doing it. I miss everybody. I miss talking (laughs) to all those people. I really do. Made so many friends. The first year you recruited 18. 
nonprofits. We've built this year. I think we have a couple dozen signed on. It's been a little more difficult because of COVID and and, yeah. and staff. Mm-hmm. But every year we have uh, organizations from all over the world that come together to say, yes, there needs to be awareness for this cluster of diseases, the autoimmune and the autoinflammatory that include arthritis is a major clinical component because it can help with expediting detection and diagnosis and, and leading to better quality of life. It also can help with our peers and our families and, and addressing the misunderstanding and misconceptions that come along with our diseases. But even if these organizations cover other diseases, Additionally, like, shout out to American Autoimmune-Related Diseases Association. They cover all 100-plus autoimmune diseases. But they recognize it's important to bring awareness to this cluster because that also can help detection with the rest of them. Because if it doesn't fit into this one... Right. So it make it makes sense. So they're not, you know, so people are understanding that there is an importance to this and, uh, and we certainly appreciate their help. So that's why it's going to end on that day. Along the way, you are going to meet some of our co-hosts. So this is officially the AI Arthritis Voices 360 talk show. We don't usually say podcast because podcast scares people off. <laughs> some people. So we say talk show. And so the talk show airs every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern time. And those are the longer versions, longer discussions. And then we have what we call mini-sodes that are every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you can always find every episode on our website at aiarthritis.org backslash podcasts for those who don't do podcasts. <laughs> okay. And then for those uh, for those who do, you can look us up at AI Arthritis Voices 360 and please subscribe and certainly give us a rating, uh, you know, t- give us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. But we have over a dozen co-hosts, including myself and Kelly. And we also have others that will be coming to say hello to you over the next four days. Um, I've already mentioned Suze. She'll be here in in an hour. And then we also will be hearing from many from around the world. I know we've got Rick Phillips. We've got Judy Flanagan. We have a lot of people that are going to be coming on in the next few days, many of them on World Air Arthritis Day, because we all want to come together like a big Brady Bunch family as much as we can (laughs) and, and host some fun auto awareness games with you all while sharing our stories as well. So that will be on Wednesday. And can I just add for people who are afraid of you know, the word podcast or how to listen to them. You have a phone. Most of our phones have podcast apps. Super easy to get it on your phone. I get a weekly update too, so you can listen as well. So that stuff will go through. Thank you for that, Kelly. I didn't listen to podcasts before. We did this. So I'm a newbie myself. I admit it intimidated me. So there are several things. So the other live that will be happening today, as, as I've mentioned, if you're just tuning in, in less than an hour now, we will be visiting, we will be starting our first track. So we will have six different tracks that will, I think six, don't quote me on that. It could be, it could be less, but there's several different breakout conversations that will happen from those. And that what it, the idea is this auto ball is hopefully to teach more people what we do, who we are, our value, our impact, introduce you to some of our programs, our initiatives, how to get involved with them, but also have fun. So we're going to have fun awareness activities, auto-themed that we'll be doing. And also this is to honor the 450 million people worldwide that live with our diseases. So you will hear different stories from, from several people. And we also encourage you to share yours. Go ahead and 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 join the comments. Uh, we'll have ways that you could also submit online to us. If you go to aiarthritis.org backslash autoball, we're going to have there'll be there'll be a button there that you can submit some of your comments and stories as well. Then we are also going to talk. Oh, we're gonna we're well, okay. That, I think that's it. <laughs> we're gonna talk a lot. <laughs> I think that's that's a good way of saying it. Just checked our comments. Most everybody is is chiming in that they've kind of experienced very similar things that we're talking about. So we would love to hear more from you. So if you have any questions or comments, please make sure you hit us up. And uh, if you can. I'm also going to suggest if you like what we're doing, 
please schedule watch parties. Get your friends watching along with you so that we can start educating people. So I started some watch parties on my blog page and on my own page and um, get people to start watching. So share, share, share. Thanks for saying that. That that leads me right into the end here. I have a big number 10 on my pad of paper here. And we said we're nine years old. So we were literally on the 7th. And um, that's a really special day for me because um, we received notification that we were an organization on my 40th birthday. And yes, now you know how old I am. So <laughs> I think you could, you could nine, nine years old. Um, and it was the best birthday gift I could have ever received because this really has, this organization is my baby. I mean, there's, I, I live it, yeah. I breathe it, I sleep, I literally sleep it. I'm not even kidding. I wake up in the middle of the night and I think of, of things to help with the programs. It's a, it's a little, it's a little scary, but I love it. I love every second of it and I wouldn't trade it for the world. So we are asking again, if you're, if you, if you want to support what we do, we're using the number 10 because we want to go one more year, right? We want to build to that number 10. So 10 is a, is a good numbers. We have donate to, if you want to, we're going to put a link here on, if you want to donate to us and we're recommending $10. So and we'd be certainly happy if you supported us and, and would like to do that, but that is nine plus one. It's also COVID-19, which put us <laughs> one plus nine, which put us here in the first place. So either way you want to look at it. Um, but we certainly look forward to getting to know all of you more and you getting to know us more as we move through this journey of the auto ball over the next few days. Also, there is a link on this post where you can register. So that is how you will get a schedule of all of the episodes, including ones that aren't live. We also will post watch parties or post some, some other episodes of our, of our podcast. So you'll get, a, you'll get a, a schedule of that as well. So you do need to register to get that, though just to make sure too, if there's any, any planning changes that, that you're notified of those because you never know. <laughs> but just wanted to say as all of the co-founders, welcome to the auto ball and ladies, if there's anything else that you would like to say. In well, closing. I'm just going to say, uh, because I don't think it gets said too often, Tiffany, thank you because yes. it is your, it is your vision. It is your dream. I am always been more of a behind the scenes person because I'm still working full time. So as passionate as I am about it, I don't have a lot of time to contribute to the day in and day out running of things, but I'm proud to be a part of AI Arthritis and our day and every part of our organization. And just a big thank you to you because this thank you. wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for your dedication, your passion and your vision. And I do think you have an amazing vision and we have to, uh, you know, and, and, and people respect your vision and love your vision. And I think that's the whole thing about pledges and donations. It looks like we're sitting back and doing everything from our computers at home, but to keep going, we need sponsorship and we need people to support us in that because nothing comes for free. And if you really do want more information, want more good information with education, research, and advocacy, please consider supporting us and pledging and donating because every little bit helps and we'll keep providing you with good quality information. Yep. Tammy? I heartily second everything that Kelly said. I'm, I wish that I could be more active with the organization, but I thank everything. Thank you, Tiffany, for everything that you're doing for your vision. I thank everyone who is able to do as much as they can do to help carry the torch. And I thank everyone who can give anything that they can give to help sponsor and donate to make sure that this keeps, keeps going that we can keep giving to the people that need the, the need this to keep going. If you haven't been able to tell, I mean, we all participate at different levels of support. And that's the beautiful thing about the International Foundation for Autoimmune and Autoinflammatory Arthritis. You can change the world from your sofa. You can donate as much or as little time as you have. And we're happy to have you on board. Yes. 
Yes. Your voice matters. Absolutely. You can learn more about all of our programs too and how to volunteer at AIarthritis.org. It's all there, but we'll be bringing you some highlights for the next few days. So we do hope you'll join. And then with the 10, also, if you would share with 10 people <laughs> to come on over to our page, IFAI Arthritis, we, we'd love to have them too. So 10 and 10. So, all right. Well, thank you all. Welcome to the auto ball. And we'll be back very soon here live to talk with Dr. Kim and Suze on differentiating arthritis types. Bye everybody. Keep watching. AI Arthritis Voices 360 is produced by the International Foundation for Autoimmune and Autoinflammatory Arthritis. Find us on the web at www.aiarthritis.org. Join us again on Wednesday for our special breakout episode, where we bring your comments, questions, and ideas to the table. Also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and stay up to date on all the latest AI arthritis news and events. Thank you.